0: Hi, I'm Holly and I am Danielle and you're listening to The Spooky Hour. So, welcome back, friends. It's episode 13. Lucky number Lucky number 13. Yeah. <laughs> So we hope you guys are still keeping safe and uh, we just, I think I just want to thank um, everyone for listening because our freaking downloads right now are on real. So thank you guys. Yeah. You guys are awesome. And it's great that, you know, you guys are so bored and you're turning to us
1: for entertainment, which is... I think that's kind of cool. Cause, uh, I don't find me very entertaining, yeah, no, so... but apparently you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks guys. You know, and it means a lot. It means a lot that people are still, uh, you know, downloading, interacting, listening, Giving us feedback. Yeah. Uh
0: it's it's been fun. It's been keeping us busy. Yeah, come hang out with us on social media. And then we're so bored. We are. We're so bored. <laughs> yeah. My hours got cut at work, my salary got cut at work, and so I have so much time on my hands right now. It's not even Everything's funny. going down. Yeah. The world's going to shit So I don't think we have too much stuff to get into besides that. Thank you, yeah. lovely human
1: beings. We're getting less and less uh banter the longer these go because I know. There's, fun- there's only there's so, so much virus
0: we can talk about. <laughs>
1: Every every Friday night, uh, when my boyfriend gets home from work, I'm like, "So, what are we doing this weekend?" And like last night, I f- like looked at him. I was like, "Hey, Carl, what are we doing this weekend?" Like the finally, same I'm like, there's thing the we do point. every yeah. weekend, Pinky. He's like, "Well, your choices are chill, watch me play COD, or nap." But I'm like, "Fuck, I'm gonna nap." I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm so over it at this point. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> the good news is there's lots of creepy stuff to keep talking about. So. And it's allergy season. We both sound a little rough today. (laughs) I'm fucking dying today.
0: I I might sound sick. It's just I'm stuffy because allergies
1: suck balls. I was just telling Danielle my doctor wants me to like slowly wean off my allergy pills because they're not doing anything anyways. But he's like, if you start to feel a little bit stuffy, feel free to take one. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, sir. You mean like all the time? (laughs) It's April. Like I haven't breathed in like three months at this point. Like... (laughs) I feel disgusting.
0: You're like, is it allergies or is it Corona? We never know.
1: Fun fact about Holly. um, I did an allergy test when I was like 10 and they tested me for 50 items. I was allergic to 48. Stop. Really? (laughs) The only things I am not allergic to that were on this test were horses and feathers.
0: That's so random.
1: Yeah. Fuck me, right? (laughs) Oh my God. You poor soul. I feel bad for you.
0: Fun fact.
1: I was going to say Friday, but it's Saturday morning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Welcome, Saturday morning. We usually do this on Fridays, but I watch spooky shows with my mom instead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not going to take that away from her. That was adorable. Um, I didn't do anything last night. We watched um, How to Fix a Drug Scandal, which is a new Netflix series. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was cool, but it was a little bit too intelligent for me (laughs) you're like like, i have no (laughs) idea what's going on right now yeah well it's about like drug scandals in like labs so like this one girl works at a police lab testing coke and stuff and she ends up like cooking like crack at her job and like smoking crack and stuff and uh she gets caught but it's like there's a lot of scientific terms and stuff so so carl Carl was was super into it yeah Yeah. he was like having the time of his life and we had to keep pausing because i'm like what's that mean What's that
0: mean? What's that mean? You're like, I have no idea what's going on right now.
1: Yeah. it It is good, but it's um it's a thinker. It's not yeah. like a get stoned and watch. It's a like pay attention to it kind of watch. And you were probably stoned. I was stoned. Yeah. <laughs> I was the latter. Or the f- first one. Anyways, this is getting bad. Yeah.
0: But do we want to jump into today?
1: Yeah, spookies. let's get going.
0: Okay. So this spook- Did you say please? No, I said spookies, but please too. Oh. Yes, Please. <laughs> um so i know last week holly took us to alaska so i'm taking y'all back to alaska because why the fuck not um so i'm going to talk about the alaska triangle like the bermuda triangle but cold but colder yeah way colder (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly it pretty much um so it's exactly what you think it's a creepy triangle where people have gone missing and have never been found ever again just vanished Um, so the triangle has three main points it's janu barrow and anchorage which is alaska's largest city Mm -hmm. um so within this triangle it contains some of the most like jagged wilderness in north america and a lot of like a lot of it is unexplored wilderness so like humans have never even touched it um so this includes like miles upon miles of like nothingness like you have no idea what the fuck's out there Um, so this train ranges from like mountain peaks, expansive forest to like really harsh tundra. Um, so you would guess it's not surprising that people go missing. Like, yeah, obviously. Um, however, the reason the Alaska triangle is so interesting and so terrifying is not people going missing. It's how many people have gone missing and how many most of the, I'll tell you. And most of the people (laughs) who have gone missing have just vanished. So they've disappeared with no trace, no evidence, no bodies ever found which is creepy fucking creepy yeah so this is just a count from 1988 until now so people have gone missing before 1998 but they decided to keep track of it as of 1988 so since 1988 there have been more than sixteen thousand people who have vanished just within this triangle so this includes locals tourists hikers and like airplanes like airplane passengers
1: so my question now is if so many people have gone missing there why are people still going right
0: well, wait I'd no one survived
1: go. this place let's go camp there i
0: didn't know this existed my dad told me my we dad me either. Me, my dad tells me a lot of this shit but my dad told me about this and i was like that's not true and he's like no like look it up it's a thing that's and, insane yeah side 16- note we should get your dad on the podcast we should let's let's get him a mic he would make fun of me the whole time so let's not do that <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'd be hilarious <laughs> me and him would just rip on you the whole time yeah, you guys would
0: it'd be terrible but yeah that'd be like he'd probably fucking love it but I Let's do it. Most of my like conspiracy theories, which is this, and um a lot of like UFO stuff is from my dad. Yeah. I think we should do that one day. Let's buy him a mic. He can be our uh, co host for the day. Our very first. I love it. Yeah. Special guest. Yeah. So, yeah. So, 16,000 people, which is a fuck ton of people. And that's just from yeah. 1988. So, there's obviously that number could be way fucking higher. So, there is a very, I guess you could say, like high profile case. Um, of an airplane vanishing within this triangle and this kind of like started the widespread um, attention of the alaska triangle um so in october 1972 an airplane carrying house majority leader hale boggs and representative nick beck i think i'm pronouncing that wrong um (laughs) vanished while en route from anchorage to janu so they were on like some some kind of like campaign fundraiser um okay so so there was also russell brown on board and their pilot's name was don johns so obviously there was some pretty like important people on this plane and Mm -hmm. it vanished so out of thin air and have no idea where it went um so this sparked a 39 day search but no evidence was ever found and they have no idea what happened to the men um they had something crazy like 40 military aircrafts and like 50 civilian planes searching the area and like the coast guards lent boats out and everything and they have not found a single trace of this plane um so now a lot of people like mostly conspiracy theorists claim that the crash was actually planned and <laughs> it was covered up by the head of fbi at the time so the main fbi guy his name was j edgar hoover and it said that he had some pretty like notorious and like intense power struggles with Hale boggs so he like coordinated like this plane to go down in the triangle so he basically killed him basically that's what one of the theories they has, they have no idea because they've never found it yeah so like i said was there like sorry, sorry. No,
1: was there like a black black box is that what it's called when like
0: planes crash or was this before that before happened? that i'll get to that um okay yeah so like i said like no evidence ever been found crashed to this day not even like scrap metal no bodies nothing so as you were saying so there is like a kind of like silver lining with this incident because after this happened Congress passed a law that mandated the installation of emergency locator transmitters in all oh. U.S. civilian aircrafts. So Look it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so this crash made it a thing to have that's it, cool. Yeah. Well not
1: cool, but like interesting.
0: Yeah. So this was fun actually... fact. Yeah, fun fact. I found a fun fact. You're welcome. <laughs> um so this wasn't the only plane to disappear in the triangle. In nineteen fifty a military aircraft carrying forty four passengers um disappeared and has never been located. In nineteen ninety there was a small private plane carrying four people that vanished in with like within the triangle, haven't been found, like no evidence, nothing. Just dipped. Just gone. Yeah. Just gone. Um, so what is crazy is that Alaska has more missing persons reports than anywhere in the United States and they also have the largest number of missing people who are never found again. So I found an example. So in two thousand and seven, there was two thousand eight hundred and thirty three people reported missing in Alaska. Wow. And at the time their population was just around six hundred and seventy thousand people. So that means four out of every a thousand people went missing wow that's fucking terrifying odds four out of a thousand
1: like like you said earlier it makes a little bit of sense because alaska has such like uh vast vast, like rugged terrain in some area and stuff Uh, a lot of people are hunters and stuff up there but that's still like a huge number considering it's not anywhere near like the most populated state or anything like that like that's a huge number
0: and like four out of a thousand is insane and that's throughout the whole state now There's 16,000 people that have been reported missing with just within the triangle and have never been found ever. That's crazy.
1: And that's like,
0: you know, New York City exists. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking fucking Alaska. (laughs) So I'm just going to jump into some theories about this triangle. So the number one theory is what we've already kind of talked about is um, they're enormous wild like wilderness. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is more than a 57 million acres of protected land in Alaska and that doesn't even cover the whole state um so there's a lot of wilderness that hasn't even been touched by humans as i said so i don't seeing it i don't like see it being very difficult to get lost at all yeah and so you have like extremely harsh weather temperatures can drop to negative 40 celsius which is fucking cold um so we felt that we know yeah we felt (laughs) that right in my bones um so there's plenty of animal animals fuck (laughs) There's plenty of animals living in Alaska that would just make you a meal. So you have bears, you have like the Kodiak bear, which is a fucking huge bear. My, my first thought was moose.
1: I don't know. I definitely wrote that on
0: there too. I wrote Did you? bears, Kodiak bear, wolves, and moose can get really mean. <laughs> they can. <laughs> they fucking can.
1: Like, they're. if you leave them alone, they're mostly gentle. But uh, yeah, they're fucking huge, violent beasts when they need to be. Yeah. Uh, there's a video. Um, I actually think it is in Alaska, but there's a moose walking around like a suburb. And this woman walks up to pet it. Why? and it like rears back and kicks her <laughs> it's like, oh. luckily it was a baby moose but even still those things are like six feet tall yeah minimum like
0: like why would you go pet it you deserve that then yeah like what the hell do
1: you remember that time you uh almost made us rear end you for a moose
0: no i don't know what you're talking oh, when about when we
1: were in algonquin no i would never do that <laughs> never. we were driving home from camping and danielle was driving in front of us and she fucking slams her brakes <laughs> because she saw a moose
0: and my boyfriend was like what the fuck i didn't want to die <laughs> <laughs> she just texted me like moose i'm like are you fucking kidding me well, i wasn't driving Stuart was driving
1: no i'm pretty sure you were driving I, I, I think I? you drove home yeah fuck man it was huge though it was it
0: was worth almost dying for yeah i mean just go to a and it's so pretty it's gorge yeah so i didn't know this but alaska has over 100 active volcanoes what yeah i didn't know that either. i didn't know that either no idea so maybe people are like disappearing in these volcanoes you never know um so search and rescue teams have like a pretty difficult time locating people simply because of their vast wilderness and a lot of locations are like accessible like they're on top of mountains you just can't access them so it's safe to say that it could be like one of the most logical theories um However, majority of the people that go missing go with like missing within this triangle. So why is it like such a hot spot? Like why is this triangle yeah. just like I'm like Alaska is h- fucking huge and the wilderness is throughout the state goes on forever. It's not just this triangle, you know.
1: But it seems to be concentrated in one area. Yeah.
0: So another theory, which kind of goes back into my our last episode as well, this theory is called the Otter Man. So the indigenous tingit tribe blame the craziness on a creature called the Otter Man. So, in their beliefs, the otter man goes by the name Kushtaka, which is. I shouldn't laugh. (laughs) You shouldn't. It will eat you and you will die. (laughs) It's just kush. (laughs) True. (laughs) You're such a two year old. I am. (laughs) Um, So, Kushtaka, and he's a shape shifting demon who is usually seen as like a cross between a man and an otter. Um, it's said that this demon lures people near the water and does this by portraying children or women screaming for help. Ew. And then once you go running to this water to go help this poor child or poor woman, this demon will rip you to shreds or turn you into another Kushtaka. Kind of like the Wendigo. Oh, kind of, yeah.
1: But like fuzzy and cute apparently because it's part otter.
0: <laughs> yeah. There is an article. Maybe we'll post the article. But they did like their own little like description uh, like mm-hmm. or de- de- whatever they drew it. And it kind of looks like Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it kind of, like, when people are You drawing, said otter, and I
1: just pictured, like, cute and small. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I know the tribe does have, like, these little statues of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really look like an otter. It's kind of like a creepy face. So maybe we'll post some of those. But people have, sure. like, done their own take on the otter man. And yeah. sometimes it looks like Bigfoot. I mean, otters are fucking Well, I noticed
1: cute. I ended up Googling the Wendigo after you talked about it, because I wanted to see more pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And- Every drawing is different. Yeah. I so think. it's one of those things where it's like a, an urban legend and then everyone just kind of like interprets it as they will. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool seeing what people come up with in terms of like uh, these creatures and stuff like that, what they look like.
0: Yeah. So if you want to just Google it, it's pretty cool what people can come up with for sure.
1: If I was talented, I would draw him cute and little and fuzzy. Of course you would. And then <laughs> like it would tear you to author. shreds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, Unsuspecting. Yeah, exactly. You're like, it's fine. Cute and fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the third theory is this triangle is an energy vortex so alaska is covered with large concentration of like magnetic anomalies i cannot say that word anomalies yeah that's it (laughs) i'm going with that what she said just cut me in there anomalies (laughs) Anomalies. (laughs) so especially within the triangle which causes this vortex so these energy vortexes are said to cause like extreme effects on human bodies um it'll affect your mental physical and emotional health it'll cause hallucinations visions and make you extremely like disoriented i mean imagine like flying a plane within this like triangle and going through like a vortex i it'd be kind oh, of yeah, fucking would... hard to fly the plane after that <laughs> you know well it would affect you so maybe that is a fact so is this this is like a naturally
1: occurring thing or is this a spooky occurring thing
0: see i looked into it some people say it's a thing some people say it's not it is like alaska does have like a large concentration of like like make like magnetic stuff i don't know what to call it (laughs) i dumbed this part down for me because i'm really stupid when it comes to this stuff (laughs) so it has like all of that but people are like Oh, the vor is the vortex like an actual thing? Like does it yeah. exist? Like does this vortex <laughs> exist? Who knows? Don't not don't. So it's kinda spooky. So these vortexes can also affect electrical instruments and make them malfunction. So like a compass if you're hiking, a fucking goddamn airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kinda like ghosty
1: almost. Like you know how equipment screws up when ghosts are around?
0: Mm-hmm. Same kind it's of vibe. The same kind of thing. So, some people believe that these vortexes have so much energy energy that they can open, like, doorways to other realms or spiritual worlds, which is interesting. Um, so, another example of this vortex is the Bermuda Triangle. hmm So, that's one of them. There's also, like, a volcano in Hawaii and, like, the Devil's Sea in Japan and both, both, both the North <laughs> and South Poles also have the same kind of thing.
1: What about that, um, the ranch that you did that was uh, thought to be, like, a portal
0: do you think they had it um they could i don't know if it they would sense. have like an energy vortex
1: so there's just probably more like a like a spiritual, spiritual. portal yeah
0: that's what they're saying <laughs> wow there's different kinds of portals now the world is fucked man we don't <laughs> we know like one percent of the world yeah barely yeah so another theory is bigfoot So I'm not going to go into much. (laughs) I feel
1: like almost every one of your stories has led to
0: Bigfoot somehow. It has. It has. Bigfoot is Russia. I fucking love Bigfoot. Okay. (laughs) So I'm not, again, I'm not going to go into like a huge backstory on Bigfoot. We all know Bigfoot. Yeah. We love him. And I'm going to do a full episode on Bigfoot for you guys because... Yay! Bigfoot owns my heart as well. um So there's been plenty of reports of Bigfoot sightings throughout Alaska. Evidence has been reported as like they found like nesting sites, Bigfoot skeletons, mm-hmm. hair samples, and like tracks. I don't know what a Bigfoot nesting site looks like, but I'm trying to picture it. Like I pictured a giant bird nest, yeah. but like on the ground. Yeah, I was like in the tree because I wonder if they could climb. Then there's
1: like a little furry human in the
0: middle of it. Like... <laughs> Danielle waking up in the morning. <laughs> meet you in quarantine <laughs> <laughs> we're now um, sam squanch like, oh my god yes bubbles <laughs> uh i look like a sam squanch right now <laughs> so now bigfoot is reportedly supposed to like be a creature who prefers isolated areas and generally like quiet and peaceful so i can see it definitely like taking up home in alaska Has yeah. most of its lands untouched right but like i don't think it would really kill that many people because it's supposed to be like more scared of you it doesn't yeah well I'm not, in not in the videos
1: in the video footage and stuff say what you will about the legitimacy of it but it's always running away yeah you know what i mean like every every uh clip i've seen it's not coming towards anyone it's running away or it's completely unaware that someone's even watching it
0: yeah it's more like a fearful kind of like
1: it's like an animal sc- yeah
0: people are like scared of it so it's not necessarily like it's an evil creature mm-hmm. it's just that people are scared of it because they don't know what it is
1: It's probably, like, an animal where, like, if you don't fuck with it, it's fine. But if you fuck with it, it'll eat your face.
0: Yeah. So, like, there's reports of, like, villages in Alaska that have relocated because they had, like, a really bad encounter with Bigfoot, apparently. But, like, I'm not saying that, like, this isn't a good theory. But, like, Bigfoot, again, is supposed to be, like, not necessarily a nice creature, but not a creature that is an aggressor. Yeah. So, I'm not... we don't think he's eating everyone in this he didn't eat sixteen thousand people yeah no (laughs) i mean it's a theory but i'm not i'm not rooting for this theory um so the last and final theory are ufos obviously (laughs) always always (laughs) um so it's not a sam squanch it's an alien yeah (laughs) or an Otterman, or a wendigo (laughs) i'm on a track right now i'm on a path i like it (laughs) so i'm just gonna go into like a little um example of what happened with because there isn't too much detail on the ufos in the alaskan triangle but there is a reported um, incident that happened so in 1986 there was a japanese plane flying from iceland to anchorage during its flight three identified flying objects started following the plane they followed it for about 400 miles which was coincidentally like right when they got into the alaskan triangle um so yeah so it's reported that one of them was like like one of the flying objects was twice the size of the plane and the oh, other wow. two were like two smaller ones, so the flight crew said that they saw flashing lights following their plane, and the air traffic controllers said they received something um unidentifiable on their radar, and it was like five miles away from the plane, so they saw it like it's not like this so it was a th- thing that happened, yeah, so it was on their radar they saw it happen um so the pilot stated that it was like a mothership and like two smaller yeah like, fighting, that's what I was thinking. like fighter yeah. ships they're just going out for a nice stroll they're stuck in quarantine <laughs> for a while and they wanted to get out leave them alone <laughs> um so these objects he, the pilot stated that these objects would disappear and then reappear quickly um and they can move fast and stop suddenly so like your typical ufo yeah flying pattern yeah exactly um so the pilot did try to escape the ufos um they did reach out to like their ground crew um and received permission to fly at a lower altitude and made like self like several turns to try and get away but the ufos just kept following like they wow yeah um they said that after about 40 minutes the the ufos just disappeared they just fucking so they disappeared when they were already in the triangle yeah they just took off like they didn't do anything sounds like they
1: like chased them into it almost
0: yeah it's really weird so they just followed them around and then just disappeared like nothing happened they didn't die they got out of there so, UFOs, weird. like, are they beaming people up in the triangle? Is that why we can't find their bodies? Take me. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. That'd be weird. <laughs> so, the Travel Channel actually just released a series called the Alaska Triangle. And I didn't oh, know okay. about this either. So, I'm going to go watch it. I am going to go watch it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, the Travel... But it's a cool show, so... Yeah. We're going to watch it at least. Yeah. Check it out. So, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of nice that, like, because I didn't know a lot about it. My dad told me about it. So, he yeah. was kind of... Got me interested in it, so it's nice to see like more people talking about it, right? Well, yeah, because I it's not
1: common. Mm -hmm. Like everyone talks about the Bermuda Triangle, so it's cool to see. And you mentioned that there were other similar places as well, Mm -hmm. so I think it'd be cool to sort of investigate. Is there a relation between all of these places? Like if you map it out, does it make a pentagram or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that was really cool. Thanks for educating us on that because I didn't know it existed. You're welcome.
0: So yeah, the last. The more (laughs) is it UFO. The more
1: I learn, the more I want to go to Alaska. Right and i I told carl
0: that you want to go and he's like see fuck it i'm taking danielle and i was like we're gonna go get lost in the alaskan triangle and we're gonna get abducted by ufos and you're gonna be sad you missed out no here's the thing you tell
1: carl to walk in before you and then you turn around and go back home okay (laughs) great (laughs) i do love my boyfriend it sounds like i don't but i do
0: (laughs) we just like to make fun of them that's all
1: we do okay i guess i can get started now perfect um, so, this week's uh, segment, I did it a little bit differently. Uh, there is a reason I did it a little bit differently. Uh, let me know if you like this style of episode, because I might do, like, one a month or one whenever I feel like it, because I don't know what a month is anymore. I have no time concept. <laughs> <laughs> So I talk a lot about nature versus nurture, or at least I try to, because I think it's like one of the most fascinating aspects of not even just serial killers, but like humanity in general. Mm -hmm. Like, are you born a certain way? Are you, is it your environment? Is it a mix of the two? Why is every case different? I just like it. I think it's really fucking cool. I now have Lady Um, Gaga's
0: Born This Way song stuck in my head. Born This Way,
1: baby. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to lie. The entire time, I'm pretty sure I write born that way multiple times in this and every time i was like baby i was born this way (laughs) um i almost like made a joke in this but i felt insensitive so i didn't good job and then i sang it now anyways yeah we just (laughs) wanted to let you know that there was going to be a joke but it's not a joke so here's the joke anyways not insensitive anymore (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) amazing um So, yeah, um, I think, personally, it varies case by case. Uh, Some cases are very obvious, like um, Pyro Joe, where he suffered horrendous abuse. He was, you know, uh, sexually assaulted. Uh, He was, like, a shoo-in to become a criminal Mm -hmm. in the way that he was, but... And then there's a little girl. I don't know if you've seen it, but fucking everyone I know has seen this YouTube video. Uh, It's a documentary called Child of Rage. Um, I will figure out how to link it if anyone is interested in that. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, it's a little girl who suffered abuse at the hands of her parents and she started showing psychopathic tendencies, but was never actually diagnosed as a psychopath. Um, so she was later adopted by a family and she started to hurt th- uh, her younger brother uh, she would like stick pins in him and like hit him uh what the fuck she would like break out of her room in the middle of the night and go in his room to like punch him in his sleep It's <laughs> like what fucking fuck? same i guess i don't know really weird um so her parents started locking her door at night to prevent that uh there was also an incident where she killed a nest of baby birds what the fuck? and it's actually really horrifying watching her explain it so the whole uh documentary is her interviews with a, a, a therapist of some sort okay and uh
0: i think i she remember like, seeing something similar but it's not ringing it's a bell. very
1: creepy yeah. um i feel like once you see her face i'll send it to you when we're done once you see her face you'll be like oh shit totally know this one yeah um, but in the documentary, the guy asked her about the baby birds and she said she found a nest of dead baby birds. And he's like, well, that's not what your mom said. He goes, did you squish them off? She goes, oh yeah. Like just so yeah, she's like, I did
0: it. No big deal. Yeah.
1: So she, she lied, but then was like. I don't know, her, her emotional state is very weird in the video because she's, like, lying but then, like, admitting to things freely. And, like, I don't know, it's really weird to watch. It creeps me out. But her uh, parents, as I said, enrolled her in, like, therapy and treatment and her behavior did start to change and improve. She's now an award-winning nurse. So her what environment improved? Yeah, her environment improved and, therefore, her violent tendencies did. So that's some some aspects yeah. of the nurture. Yeah. So she was in a negative environment. It's t- It sort of triggered whatever negative thing lives in her brain and then she was put into a positive environment and that thing was subsided yeah
0: like smushed it. very weird yeah that is really weird. very very weird it's crazy the um, brain's fucked it's crazy how it works
1: i freaking love the human brain i loved i took a class in high school it was psychology sociology and anthropology and i loved it but i have this problem where i hate school so i never did anything <laughs> I would just sit in class and learn and interact with my teacher like this is so fucking cool and then just not do the assignment you're like it's fine I'm learning <laughs> so yeah um I wanted to talk today about the children who show strange behaviors sort of straight out of the gate uh whose parents love and nurture them and try to correct any negative behaviors before anything happens um I want to know what drove them to to do these horrific things mm-hmm. the ones where There is no obvious sign of trauma or abuse or anything, and they're just fucking psychos anyways.
0: Yeah. Born this way.
1: (laughs) So today I'm going to tell you about a few cases of murders committed by children under the age of 18. In most cases, there's no indication of abuse or rough upbringings. Uh, I wanted to give a few examples because there's not a whole lot of backstory involved in some of them because some of them are quite young. Like, there's a couple of 10-year-olds. Holy shit. uh, Like... 13 year olds like get what backstory do you have so uh, i think i have five cases total i forgot to count before i did this but i'm pretty sure it's five. Oh my god <laughs> but yeah it also shows a, a broad spectrum of sort of different motives and reasonings as to why these kids turn into killers okay. so yeah let's get started uh our first child killer is charlie starkweather uh charlie name.
0: starkweather what's that what a name starkweather it almost sounds
1: like a news reporter name yeah, like he's the, the weatherman yeah But he's just a murderer. He's not, though. He's a very bad person. (laughs) Charlie Starkweather was brought up in a nice home with seven siblings. Now, to be fair, his home life was, like, peaceful and nice, but he did experience some bullying in his youth. He was born with a leg deformity and a speech impediment, so he was teased by his classmates. However, he really excelled in gym class and started getting ripped and, like, super jacked, and people started to like him because of that. But his physical transformation started to change his personality, and he went from being the victim. To the bully. Mm. Uh, he started having behavioral problems. He started acting out at school. Uh, it was, you know, a bunch of parent teacher interviews because he was just being a dick in the classroom. Yeah. Um, gradually, Charlie convinced himself that he had to become a criminal in order to gain money and respect. I don't know how he got that from being jacked, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense, but all right. In 1956, 18 year old Starkweather was introduced to Carol Ann Fugate who was 13 at the time, and the two started a relationship. Hold on. 13? Um, yeah.
0: Okay. He was
1: he was 18 and she was 13. Real cute. That stresses me out. <laughs> it it does. Yeah. There's, okay, I was talking about this because Carl and I have a, a almost five-year age gap, or four and a half years. These two are five years, but it's worlds different because she was 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 27 and, I can't math, 30-something, different. 13 and 18? Ooh. Ooh.
0: Like, bad <laughs> my parents are like 9 years apart.
1: Yeah, but like but it's an,
0: it they met like my mom was like 19 when my she met my dad.
1: Yeah, that's different, yeah. I think. I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> mom. mom. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so they started this creepy relationship. In December 1957, Charlie committed his first murder. He robbed and murdered Robert Colvert and later admitted everything to Carol. Uh, Instead of dialing 911 immediately like any normal person would, apparently Carol took the news really well and it strengthened their relationship. Eventually, the two took off on a tomb- I know! Your murder means so much to me.
0: (laughs) Go home.
1: Where are your parents? Right. Um, so eventually, the two took off on a two-month-long mass murdering road trip. The teens strangled, stabbed, sexually assaulted, and shot eleven different victims between December 1957 and January 1958 Holy across fuck. the states of Nebraska and Wyoming. They actually even killed Carol's
0: parents. So the parents were there, but now they're not. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah. it was kind of like a, "Hey, I'm taking your daughter. Oh, you're not going to let me? Okay, bye." And yeah, then kills them.
1: Her, I. Th- i think so i didn't focus on carol for this because she to me was more of the typical female partner in a serial killer relationship where she just wants to please the man like i don't think she was necessarily mm. a child killer born that way baby kind of mm. thing um so i'm I'm focusing mostly on him for this but she's just as fucked up
0: <laughs> i was gonna say she could be like another carla homoka
1: no that's exactly it yeah So, yeah, the day of their final murder, the duo ran into the police just, like, casually, I guess. They didn't really say how they ran into them. They just bumped into them in a hallway or something. Uh, And Carol confessed everything resulting in their arrest. Starkweather was sentenced to death by electric chair 17 months after he was arrested. Oh, damn. So, he went from, like, you know, fairly normal, um, a little bit of bullying, but seemed to get over it pretty quickly. Got bullied just to become the bully. Now a mass murderer. Yeah. So, to me, that... There wasn't any sign of, like, horrific abuse. There wasn't any rough upbringing that would sort of change his psyche. Yeah, like, what, th- what did, how did he decide? He's just like, I'm just going to go kill, like, these 11 people. It's coming off almost, like, narcissistic, almost yeah. like a power-hungry thing. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Uh, he was, he's one of the most tame ones on this list. Oh,
0: fuck. God damn. <laughs>
1: Next, we're going to talk about Jordan Brown. Uh, his case is a little bit interesting. Uh, on February 20th in 2009, 11-year-old Jordan Brown murdered his father's 26-year-old fiancé, Kenzie Hook, who was eight months pregnant at the time. Her unborn son did not survive. Holy fuck. Pretty brutal. I hope he got, um, like,
0: charged with both murders.
1: Um, it, the reading, the the article I use speaks to only one charge. Mm so i don't know but most cases they are charged with both because it's you know it's a fully formed like she was one month away yeah it's a baby you know what i mean so while hook was i again apologize if i'm not pronouncing the name right if Hook uh while hook was sleeping in her bed brown shot her in the back of the head using a gun given to him by his father which was a wonderful birthday gift I put a little bit of a gun rant in here. (laughs) I was very angry when I wrote this one. Um, I'm not against gun ownership at all. I know lots of people who hunt for food, who use the whole animal, do the thing, do it correctly but for the love of god stop buying children guns yeah they are children you can give them all of the safety lessons in the world you could be as good about it as you think you are the fact is they're children yeah shit happens i'm so tired of seeing stories of kids accidentally shooting themselves or shooting each other like in walmart Uh,
0: that one kid that actually shot her mom
1: awful um i just read a story the other day a guy was actually giving his children a gun lesson and he was putting the gun away and it discharged and shot his son in the chest so here he is being safe, doing the right thing, showing them how to handle a gun and, then and still complains. something happens. Yeah. You cannot control fate, okay? Like just take it out of the equation entirely, wait till they're 18, or whatever the fucking legal look, gun age is, stop buying children guns. Seriously. Bye.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, rant done. Goodbye.
1: Oh, I literally wrote rant done at the end of this year. That's funny. Okay. Anyways. So, Hook's youngest daughter alerted neighbors after Brown had gotten on the school bus. So, he com- com- murdered. committed the murder and then just casually went about his day, got on the school bus, went to school. Uh, police arrived later that day to find a child sized shotgun, which I didn't even know was a Was There's a, a child sized. What? Fucking stupid. Like, they sell junior models of shotguns for kids. I would like to talk to the head of their marketing department.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I literally have no words. Like, I just. I'm, I'm say the wrong stupid. Thing, so, I'm, I'm just going to shut my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, and
1: i I, 100% not against guns, 100% against children with guns. <laughs> it just doesn't I'm work.
0: Against people who are irresponsible with guns. And the fact that you can walk into a Walmart and buy yeah. every gun you want at the age of 18 That was so weird. I forget where we,
1: where we were on vacation, but there was definitely, like, guns in the Walmart. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. It's so wild to me. But yeah, I'm totally, you know, keep your gun I don't want to take your gun away, but for the love of God, kids do not need guns. <laughs> kids can't drink but give them a gun yeah it's fine (laughs) sorry i'm done i promise um so yeah they found a child-sized shotgun um and they they found it in the house and uh it smelled of burnt gunpowder so it was used recently
0: yeah
1: um jordan was interviewed by pennsylvania state police twice that day uh, and he was arrested the next morning it was later confirmed that hook was killed by a youth model harrington and richardson 20 gauge shotgun which was his gun Uh, prosecutors speculated that Brown killed his stepmother because he was angered by the pending birth of a new sibling and was jealous about the attention his stepsisters already received. Uh, initially Brown was to be tried as an adult, but was eventually found guilty of first degree murder as a juvenile. In 2018, Brown was actually exonerated as the court determined that the evidence could have been planted by an unknown assailant, and thus it was insufficient to find him culpable beyond reasonable doubt. Very strange case here. There was no real DNA. There was no fingerprints on the gun. Uh, The only thing that sort of led him to that was his little sister's report and the fact that it was his gun. Personally, I think he did it.
0: I mean, like, it's his gun. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he fought very long and hard for his release, so. Oh, he's, like, he maintained his innocence? Yeah, he did. Okay. Um, so he was exonerated. Um, I, I agree that it's insufficient evidence, but Mm. I still think he did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so next, we're talking about Shirley Wolfe and Cindy Collier. Uh, Shirley Wolf was 14 when she met Cindy. They'd known each other for less than a day when they decided to take pretty much the biggest leap of friendship. Friendship could take, murder. Dun dun dun. Not a podcast. That's not the biggest leap. It's murder. It's murder. Um
0: we're not we're not up to par apparently, Holly.
1: Yeah, we gotta up our game. We went we went the (laughs) opposite road. We went like normal human being. Clearly we're not best friends anymore. No, we can't be. The girls went around knocking on various doors of Collier's condominium development in Auburn, California. They used their sort of, like, innocent, girly charm to their advantage to try to get into the apartments of older residents. Uh, they used tactics like asking for directions, asking for a glass of water, asking to use the phone. Some of the senior citizens were not fooled and uh, felt an unsettling presence when they met the girls, which is a really weird thing for someone to say, like, are these demon children? Yeah. Maybe you should look at this one. <laughs> allegedly two older women in the complex saw these girls and just immediately locked their doors and closed their windows and drew their blinds and everything like weren't even trying to fuck with it they just which is the kind of vibe that i hope you and i bring into a room when we enter it yeah
0: they're like fuck these bitches let's leave
1: (laughs) (laughs) however uh poor anna Brackett. she was an 86 year old resident in the complex she did invite the girls into her home Uh, after Brackett let them in they brutally stabbed her for her car uh, Wolf. She died for bracket. her car. that That's all they took. Uh, Wolf grabbed Brackett by the throat and threw her to the floor, and Collier handed her a knife from the kitchen. Wolf repeatedly stabbed her in the neck until she was dead. Uh, before the, they left, the girls ransacked the condo for any scrap money they could find, and as I said, they took the car keys. Uh, so really, they didn't get anything out of it. They got maybe 20 bucks and the fucking car keys. That's fucking terrible. Um, this
0: poor Which, as a lady. 14 and
1: 15 year old, you can't even legally drive a car anyways, so...
0: And Congrats. also, if you're going to go around driving the car, and they're they put out the license plate, to yeah, find you're the fucking car, you're like
1: people are listen. S- I didn't say they were smart girls. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs>
0: um,
1: no one could believe that these uh, two teenage girls were responsible for the heinous act. But when the Placer County Sheriff's de- deputies interviewed Wolf, she confessed pretty much right away. Uh, later, Collier said in an interview, "Quote: After we did it, we wanted to do another one. We just wanted to kill someone just for fun." The two were found guilty of first-degree murder. And uh, interesting fact, in Shirley's journal for that day uh, was a passage that read, Today, Cindy and I ran away and killed an old lady. It was lots of fun. Okay, so you're fucking morbid as fuck. These girls, uh, again, no signs of abuse or trauma or anything. They just Uh, woke up one day and was like, you know, it's a good idea. Let's kill people. Yeah. And that's alarmingly common in these cases um i did read a couple that i did not include because some of them were abused and stuff but the same kind of vibe i just wanted to see what it felt like it looked like fun i wanted to do it yeah why does that look like fun to you
0: like why is that, <laughs> why? No, why is that a normal thought
1: uh i'm gonna briefly mention someone towards the end of this she was I like six i think six or nine when she did it and she same vibe i just wanted to do it fucking That's creepy and so weird fucked.
0: leave the poor old lady alone like what the hell
1: i know it broke my heart i mean bless her heart i hope she had a long full life yeah but still like she probably just
0: wanted to help them those two girls are like the human version of a hemorrhoid <laughs> Ew!
1: <laughs> i'm not wrong. you nailed it though thank you you nailed it um so next on this fucking fun-filled list is uh, john venables and robert thompson i don't like this, this list pr- by the way this i don't is like it either morbid as fuck thank you you're welcome Um, (laughs) i I, i'm thinking about doing more list style episodes for certain cases like i know i mentioned i wanted to do like the the high profile ones in a list like charles manson ted bundy like the big names i want to compile them into one list so this is my test to see how the list works apparently danielle fucking hates it
0: (laughs) it's just so much at once (laughs)
1: It's like really dark first thing this in the is, morning. Danielle just woke up. Yeah, this is ruining my Saturday and it just started. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll send you puppies after. Okay, perfect. Um, perhaps one of the most famous examples of the natural born killers. Um, there are two ten year old boys uh, named John Venables and Robert Thompson. They lured a two year old boy named James Bul- Bulger. Um, away from his mom in an england shopping mall in 1993 leading him to nearby train tracks there they mutilated the boy so badly his autopsy couldn't actually reveal his cause of death um and he you may two? recognize his case he was two and this kids one's were really five? bad yeah i tried not to include too many details on his death no, because no. it was fucking brutal if you want to find the details they're out there um but they assaulted him uh left him for dead and left him on the train tracks active train tracks that's all i'm gonna say
0: oh (laughs) my fucking god no but these two kids are human versions of hemorrhoids no
1: they're worse than hemorrhoids what
0: fucking asshats man five years old no these
1: yeah these two are these these two are awful um so you might recognize this case when you see stills from video footage uh that was found of these three boys Uh, it's very eerie footage the little two-year-old boys between them they're all holding hands walking around it looks like a group of brothers and uh, actually it was later found by witnesses uh the little boy was crying and like witnesses would go up and say oh what's wrong and the boys would be like oh we're lost we can't find our mom we're just gonna go to like this nearby hotel and wait for her there so they were like lying to people to like cover-up that this was not their brother this was a kid that they randomly
0: took they managed to come up with a cover story like cover-up story
1: yeah yeah and quite frankly in the least morbid way it's a good cover story you know what i mean yeah. like
0: i feel like they oh, were too smart
1: <laughs> very yeah for five it's cunning oh they're
0: 10 they're 10 oh they're 10 these guys are 10 fuck yeah. i thought they were five i was like what the fuck <laughs>
1: <Can> you imagine <laughs> um so yeah you uh you might recognize that footage i'll send it to you after and i will also post it in the posts that we do on Mondays. Um, so many police at the scene, uh, jurors, I can't say this word, jurors in the courtroom, and family members were traumatized to the point of psychological distress by the extent of his injuries. Uh, his injuries totaled a number of 42. Holy shit. On his poor little body. Um, his uncle ended up having to ID the body because the parents just couldn't do it. Yeah. And he ended up, like, having to go to the hospital for, like, shock. Yeah. Um, because it was just brutal. Yeah. Um, That's heartbreaking. So the... The boys had never been known to show signs of violence, and uh, their parents accompanied them throughout their entire trial. John's parents spoke to the press, actually, and their statement was particularly heartbreaking because I think it shows that there was a lot of love in that family, Mm -hmm. so it's weird that he sort of took this route. Um, His mother said, quote, "'He did like to be liked, and he loved to have friends.' And I think he got involved with the wrong person. Uh, So she's blaming the other kid, basically, which is the opposite of what, obviously, the other kid's mother said. They're both blaming each other. Quote, what he's done is wrong, so he needs to be punished. What upsets me is I've got no way of bringing him up for the rest of his young years, so he's going to lose all of his childhood. And his father added, quote, I feel for that family. I feel so sorry for them. I've lost my son as well. We will never be able to do fun things anymore. Play football, snooker, things like that. So his family seemed perfectly normal to me you know what yeah. I mean like he's missing out on playing games with his dad his mom just wants to raise him so badly and now she can't like there's no signs to me that says that he was abused um I will say however, in one interview uh, with the police his parents were in the room and the police mentioned um something that he did to the young boy that I don't really want to say aloud and uh, he got really angry and ended up attacking his dad because he didn't want his dad to hear what he did really so it was a very weird outburst but that was the only record of him having any sort of outburst like that
0: yeah which is fucking weird so yeah like how you wake up one morning is like i'm gonna kill somebody today
1: i don't know it very well could be the other boy um as an influence it could be pure curiosity it could be a brain defect it could be so many fucking things um after being found guilty in november of 1993 thompson and venables became the youngest convicted murderers in britain for almost 300 years since mary bell who is the girl i mentioned earlier um i chose to leave her out because like i said she was raised in a very negative environment but her story is interesting uh basically her mom was a hooker and her dad was like a criminal so she was raised in this really rough neighborhood and she ended up killing uh, i believe a three-year-old uh and the same sort of thing i just wanted to know what it felt like
0: yeah, like, whatever. You know what I
1: mean? The same sort of vibe. Uh, after agreeing that the two boys should be publicly identified, the judge decided to place an order forbidding the disclosure of their whereabouts. So we know their names. Uh, we know their families' names. Their families have had to move th- from their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm pretty sure the one set of parents broke up because it said only the mother fleed the country.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: yeah, so it's it's had a huge impact. Typically, they don't uh, release names of perpetrators under the age of 18 but this case was so heinous that they were like fuck these two yeah uh, which i'm all for but they won't tell you what prison they're at or what hospital they're at if they chose that route i don't know what the ruling was here there's still some Um, kind of
0: like protection of over them yeah yeah because they are so young Mm -hmm. and but if you're gonna do a a fucking act like that you people deserve to know who the fuck you are yeah you can't be really rehabilitated back in from what i
1: read about the interviews um they didn't necessarily show remorse in the way that they were like i'm sorry i did this but they showed guilt in that they were ashamed in what they did Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like you know he reacted negatively when the the police started saying what he did to this little boy so he was obviously embarrassed at what he did but he never once said i'm sorry i killed your son to the parents or anything like that so our last creepy little child uh is named eric smith uh this one stood out to me for a couple reasons firstly his pictures in court are a little bit jarring to look at he's this kind of like cute chubby dorky looking red-headed kid with these big like coke bottle glasses oh my god and he does not look like a murderer at all yeah all i don't know where that word went
0: <laughs> like <laughs> you had a stroke he,
1: yeah literally um soulless ginger jokes aside he did not look like he was capable of murder like he's just this little unsuspecting kid yeah um and secondly uh the remorse he seems to show after the killing i can't tell if he just wants out of jail or if he's genuinely uh learned from this experience and he's rehabilitated enough to return to society so i'm gonna ask you that at the end of the story and you tell me what you think um so Again, to be fair, there were factors in his childhood that are pretty obvious signs of a future killer. However, his family seemed really supportive and helpful, so I won't go as far as to say he had an abusive upbringing. Uh, Sort of to further prove that, there's a quote from his grandfather, Red. Fucking awesome name. I was going to say,
0: yes, Red. Yeah.
1: I knew you were going to like that. (laughs) Danielle and I are huge fans of that 70s show. When I saw that his grandpa's name was Red, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Red Um, Foreman
0: is my spirit animal. I am
1: Red Foreman. I want to be like a perfect mix of Kitty and Red when I grow up. Uh 27. Yeah, when like I grow when up. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh his grandfather said, quote, he'd always come in and give us hugs and kisses. He liked being a clown, so he was like a fun, loving kid. Yeah i'm just trying to be fair here there are factors involved um he was diagnosed by a defense psychiatrist with intermittent explosive disorder which is a mental disorder that causes individuals to be violent and unpredictable but prosecution's expert uh in the case said that it was a really rare disorder and it was almost never seen at smith's age Mm -hmm. so they kind of dismissed that claim and said he didn't actually have it okay um
0: they're kind of just like he's too young he can't have it
1: yeah exactly they're like it's there's no way there's it's never been proven that a kid this young has had it you're lying, basically. Yeah. Uh, he was subjected to extensive medical testing from uh, both sides of so the defense and the prosecution in this case. Both had their own specialists do tests on him to see what was wrong with him. Okay. Um, they examined brain function, hormone levels, and found nothing to explain his violent behavior. Um, he was bullied in school for being a ginger. So those are the factors that I think possibly could lead to his murder, but arguments are against that. Yeah. Um, Eric Smith committed... The murder, sexual abuse, and mutilation of four-year-old Derek Robbie on August 2nd, 1993 in Steuben County, New York. Um, I believe that Eric was 13 at the time, 12 or 13, so old enough to know better very old enough to know that that out there (laughs) um but still alarmingly young to be doing something like this the fuck were your parents (laughs) well that's the thing his parents um or his I, i don't know if he was raised by his parents or his grandparents it was hard to tell in reading this but you know they seemed very supportive of him and like enrolled him uh into like therapy and stuff to figure out this intermittent explosive disorder and stuff yeah so like his parents were present So I think this is a case of something wrong in his noodle, maybe. Yeah. Um, But he attracted Robbie to a remote area of a park where he strangled the young boy um, and dropped rocks on him. Oh my God. Again, he did something very awful and sexual that I don't really like saying out loud. If you want to look it up, Google it. (laughs) The cause of death was determined to be blunt trauma to the head with contributing asphyxia. Um, So it was a pretty violent crime. Yeah, it's
0: a violent death.
1: Yeah. Poor Two kid. days after the little boy's funeral, uh, Smith admitted to the killing. Uh, in 1994, he was convicted of a second-degree murder and sentenced to the maximum uh, term available for juvenile murderers, a minimum of nine years to life in prison. Um, so,
0: second-degree murder, is that the one where it's, like, not planned?
1: Yeah, it's not planned.
0: Okay. I
1: don't know how he ended up getting that, Yeah, it, was seems, like, it kind seems kind of planned to me. <laughs> While in jail, uh, Smith wrote an apology letter to Derek's family. It reads... Uh, Quote, I know my actions have caused a terrible loss in the Robbie family, and for that, I'm truly sorry. Uh, I've tried to think as much as possible about what Derek will never experience. His 16th birthday, Christmas, owning his own house, graduating, going to college getting married, his first child. I, if I could go back in time, I would switch places with Derek and endure all the pain I've caused him. If it meant that he would go on living, I'd switch places, but I can't. Uh, at the end of his statement, Smith states that he cannot bear the thought of being in uh, walls, razor wire, and steel metal bars for the rest of his life, so he hates prison. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Aww. Oh uh smith has been denied parole 10 times since 2002 most recently in january 2020
0: oh so this
1: year he applied for parole and was denied again well obviously there's Um, a good reason to deny you so
0: do you think that he's genuinely remorseful here no fuck that if he wants to get (laughs) he just said oh i want to get out of jail so i'm gonna write this note being like oh i'm so sorry that i killed this guy that was
1: my thought but then i also have i'm a libra i think i say that a shit ton in this episode i see two sides of every story Mm. so my thought is the whole point of prison is to be rehabilitated right yeah he was 12 13 when he went in he's now I can't math between 20 and 40. Could he have grown up in prison? Could he have learned better? He probably I don't gets
0: know. picked on in prison too, and that's probably why why he wants out.
1: <laughs> well, especially for killing a kid. Like no one no one likes child killers. I was
0: picked on in school. I'm not a serial killer.
1: Yeah, I was I never had friends. Danielle is like my first friend. Always <laughs> my only friend. I literally have no yeah.
0: friends.
1: <laughs> you know what? Though, the older I've gotten, the more I realize that less is more because I went through like a party period and I had like pfft, I had a bunch of different friend groups, and like you know we all went to different bars, and like when I stopped going out, I stopped seeing those people. You know what I mean like yeah,
0: they're only around when you're spending money on them,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, so at the end of the day, I'm happy with the, the handful of friends I have, maybe three, I'll give myself three, maybe <laughs> uh so yeah, I wanted to show uh, a wide variety of different methods, motives, and kind of like overall vibes for these crimes uh That's a I think up it's... list. Yeah. I think it's really shocking when a child kills, but it's even more so when it seems to come out of the blue, like when there's no prior signs of distress or anything. Yeah. Uh so while some of these factors uh sorry, some of these cases did have factors that I think did contribute like bullying and uh mental disorders and stuff like that, I still think they're different from the sort of nurture killers because none of them really had that like uh traumatic upbringing where they they never experienced love or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was me trying to explain the nature side of nature versus nurture.
0: That's fucked up. Those kids are fucked, all of them Every yeah. single one of them.
1: It was really hard to read about, but mm. at the same time, like I always speak like try to look for the
0: psychological aspect yeah. of it, so I'm
1: like pretending I'm learning and like it's not gross from learning. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Listening about like kids getting killed and especially with kids killing these kids. That's hard. Okay, so uh, thanks for listening to our episode. We kind of had a little malfunction
1: there, so. Yeah, I think I accidentally unplugged my microphone. Thank God we finished the actual episode, but some of our end banter got cut off, yeah. so apologies if this sounds weird. Danielle's a wizard, so I'm sure she'll make it sound beautiful. I'll figure it out. We'll make it work. But yeah, <laughs> quarantine learning, guys. Yeah. So- <laughs> it's a struggle right now, so please bear with us. Apologies again if it sounds weird. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> technology
0: is hard quarantine is it hard. is but we
1: got it i'm like the least techie i'm genuinely so proud of myself that we've managed to record what is this like our third episode yeah. now where danielle and stewart are not in the room helping me <laughs> so, <laughs> the fact that this is my first major fuck up i'm pretty proud of that yeah
0: i mean it's episode 13 something spooky had to happen
1: yeah so it wasn't even spooky i think i just kicked my own laptop while trying to like <laughs> change
0: my position on the bed you're like fuck this
1: (laughs) (laughs) sorry guys
0: but we made it work so uh thank you again for listening and thanks for everyone that's listened to our episodes up until now you guys are awesome yes we love you guys we do and if you wanted to come hang out with us we do have social media our instagram is a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour so you can email us in your crazy ass personal stories to the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com if you have cases you want us to cover spookiness you want us to cover let us know so we did get some uh, stories in so we are working on that episode it's gonna be in the future and we'll figure it out we'll get it down for you but we did get a couple more in so that's kind of exciting it's fun reading them because we're just gonna read it word for word from your emails and we're gonna give you guys a shout out it's gonna be great
1: yeah no for sure and uh we're The reason it's taking so long is because we want to try to find out a way that we could both talk to these cases and stuff. Uh, Typically, we split our episodes up spooky versus true crime. So, we want to kind of go through all these cases, pick and choose our favorites, fight over who's going to say what for a little bit, and then we'll put together an awesome episode for you guys. Uh, Like Danielle said, please slide in our DMs. I'm loving all of suggestions because I've genuinely not heard of some of these people. Um, Your nana gave me a good one the other day, which I think is adorable. (laughs) it's nice feeling like we have friends yeah and we wouldn't be (laughs)
0: here without you guys so thank you for
1: listening yeah literally we would not exist without you. well we'd exist but we'd have a lot less fun yeah (laughs) a lot less fun (laughs) but yeah stay safe and until next time stay stay spooky. spooky